You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Brandon. And I'm Saba. And we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with a local woman who is a lover of all things yoga, sound healing and meditation, and of course, Mother Nature. She's passionate and has a very warming personality, and we're excited to get to know her better while allowing her to share her cannabis journey with you. So please welcome Deanna to the Cannabis Hangout. Hi, Deanna. Hello, hello. We're so happy to have your bright and shining face with us today. So let's dive in. Tell us where your cannabis journey first began. Okay, so my cannabis journey began um, when I was 16. It's actually a pretty tight-ass story. It's uh, literally, we went in January with my first boyfriend to Colorado, and it was the month that marijuana became recreationally legal. And so we just got really high um, up in Breckenridge, and I Fun. just remember the whole time I just laughed uncontrollably, and it was the best time ever. I was like, "Weed is freaking tight, <laughs> and I'm gonna do this forever." So here I am. Shout out to Blake. Don't Aww. talk to you, but thank you. Yeah, shout out to Blake <laughs> for getting me high and giggly. Wow, that's such honestly some the best time and I've, a great place. Breckenridge uh-huh. is such a beautiful place it is so, i know but to be it. giggling high like that yeah. like those are some of the best memories oh, that's yeah. a great first timer it was a good yeah. time so sure. okay i like a variety of balance with like edibles dabs and smoking flour whatever i'm feeling what is your preferred way to consume cannabis i definitely love i'm a flower child so i definitely love the flower life yes, um always og oh yes oh yes i feel like i know the dosage well i don't know and i just know my I don't know, my threshold with yeah. flower the best. Um, love me some J's for sure. Yeah. Um, and just like a simple little bowl. It takes me back to, you know, my more humble. When you first humble. started. Exactly. exactly. Right. It keeps me back to my roots. Is I there certain still, like yeah. smells or like strains that you go for? Man. So I'm more of a sativa type of lady. Mm-hmm. But again, it. At the end of the day, we're fluid. So I go with the time of the day. So mm-hmm. during the day, I'm a sativa. Yeah. And then towards the, end of the day, I'm indica. Yeah, but you want to relax? Do I have a preference? Man, I really don't. I just love weed and all yeah. strands, and yeah. I love to taste them and experiment and, like, explore them. So I'm open to them all, but yeah, yeah I no love favorite, that. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Just intertwined. Yeah. Intertwined with the cannabis plant like Mother Nature. Exactly. I'm trying to grow some. That'd be tight. (laughs) So, Deanna, at what point did you realize that this plant was actually helping you? Was there a time you realized that it was more than just getting high? Yes, for sure. So, I definitely struggle with, like, eating and appetites and things like that. So, that whenever I'm under, like, stressful situations, I tend to lose that. Um, and so that was the first thing that kind of helped me manage my weight and like continue to allow me to actually build a love for food and flavors for sure. Um, but then you can always expand with it. Then my life kind of shifted and changed where I was more hella anxious and stressed and like depressed. So I shifted my relationship with cannabis into more of a calming, soothing, uh, medicine for myself. Um, I was on like hardcore antidepressants and anxiety medication for a while. And it definitely helped me yeah. to like calm down my nerves and everything. But it, it also like blocked 
um, all my emotions. So I wasn't able to like be happy (laughs) nor sad. I was just at this really weird kind of being controlled by like whatever. Yeah. And Uh I knew that wasn't like what I really wanted. And then it really freaked me out when people were like, Oh, once you're on it, you can't get off. And you just add more and more medications to what you already are on. And I was like, this is not what I want to do. So I probably went the extreme route and went cold Turkey off of the antidepressants and anxiety medication, but that's when I really got more into the relationship with marijuana, and yeah, it just helped me really, like, calm myself and help with my anxiety. The shit was still there, but I was able to, like, feel it and see it and not be as, like, scared about it, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that was my really, really big kind of life-altering relationship with it in in an even better and deeper way. That's good. Thank you for sharing that yeah. on the show. So we know that everyone has a different answer with this one, but what's your family dynamic like with your consumption? Like, have they been supportive? Yeah, so I, my parents are tight. They, they're boomers. So yeah, they got their, you know, conservative ways. But overall, they've always been very open with us. And like, um, they don't consume marijuana, but they understand, you know, the medicine behind it. Um, they were both nurses and whatnot. So they're... Mm-hmm more into the western medicine i understand that yeah yeah Yeah. so they have their at first they were so pissed um and just didn't get it but once it became like medicinally legal here Mm -hmm. and they started to see you know patients and other people getting great benefits from it they started to soften and now we're all we're all just chill that's good they can at least be open to that yeah they learned it i feel like when you see it in the wild in any situation, but especially like that when you actually are like a nurse yeah. and in the medical field, it mm-hmm. really shifts your perspective because yeah. you're almost like trained one way, you know, and mm-hmm. to think that it's bad mm-hmm. and it like it causes all these other yeah. effects when really it causes the complete opposite effects exactly. and it's getting people off of exactly all those medications. Pharma. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Deanna, tell us what mindful consumption with intentionality look like for you. Ooh. So, man, it's all, well, mindful consumption is about, for me, how, how I translate that is um, just knowing your body and your dosage and setting those type of boundaries of like, okay, this is, this threshold will help me, you know, face whatever I need to, whatever the intention is, I guess. I, I like to use marijuana in smaller doses to like reflect on the day and things like that, especially yeah. towards the evening time, so... I'm going with that is I like a smaller dose, so I'm still pretty, um, I don't know, not too out of it, but I'm still there able to make, like, tougher decisions or (coughs) reflect on the harder things, but I like to just do, it's for anyone, just finding your threshold of where you want to be, and that depends on your weight, the vibes, where all those things are tolerant, yeah. Um, but the intention I think is hella important. I think this is really what makes or break people liking marijuana or yeah. having this taboo relationship with it. Mm-hmm. And that's with any substance, have an intention with it. If your intention is to party and get weird, then that's your intention. Yeah. yeah. If your intention is to decompress or to heal, then that's the intention. And that's how the dosage or whatever kind of reflects that intention to me. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know that that work yeah no that was great I feel like that's that's, I feel like it's important to when you're when you I mean I feel like when you consume a lot of cannabis you develop a relationship with it and if 
if you're not intentional with it, then you're abusing it. No doubt. And I feel like it's really important to have that. And yeah. it's important to have balance. Like, of course, there's days where I'm just like, dude, I just want to get really high. Yeah. Like, this is like, and that's that, my, and that's that's my intention for the day. Yeah. And I know that. And that's okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. But like, my body's been hurting really bad this mm-hmm. week. So last night I went to the dispensary to intentionally to get edibles and yeah. when I took it like an hour later I felt better and I was like okay like this is it did what it needed to do what exactly. edibles did you get for your body the one to one doves mindful yeah. indulgence baby mindful indulgence yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're awesome so okay so to paint the picture you just smoked a joint and you're mm-hmm. feeling great mm-hmm. what is your go to thing to do after you smoke like what do you enjoy oh I, I'm on a quest for music okay for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's like my way to connect with myself um it's just a beautiful language, mm-hmm. um, and it's just it just gives me all the good feels. And like when yeah. you find a freaking song that's new, it just freaking rocks your world. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. yes! Like, get high and move to it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So my yeah, my ideal thing is just smoking a J, catching the sunset, and just tuning out to some good music and grinding my feet in the grass. What's your go-to yes. song? Go-to artist? Ooh. Let's see, let's see. Okay, Kendrick Lamar. Now is Ooh, shit. Yeah. Spirit. Oh, uh, such a good song. Oh, yeah. Such a good song. Die it's Hard. Like, yes. They're just so, so good. good. This man, every time I listen to his music, I catch something else and it's like, gosh, like he is just, he's very, <coughs> I like him because he's very freaking inspiring to me. Yeah. And like yeah. he just, it's a very truth. It's a nourishing music. Mm-hmm. It's nourishing um, rap. Like I'm trying to um, be more intentional with Mm -hmm. all of my nourishment, all of my environment, whether it's the music I listen to, the people I'm around, the weed I'm smoking, like everything matters. And so for me right now in my life and just like leaning into something new without really knowing what the outcome's going to be, Kendrick gives me that support. (laughs) Hell yeah. And it does keep me like, okay, I love that for you. Be an innovator. You got this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love the inspiration. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Kendrick. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening. Hey. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) So flipping this script in your own words, Deanna, tell us who you are and what you do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm Deanna. This is a fun one. It's like, who are you? So (laughs) I'm just a human over here, just being. That's the goal is just to experience life in all the waves that it is. So right now, the wave that I'm in is movement, meditation, um, and healing through different ways of nature and sound healing. So all the things that um, I love and absorb and uh, embody, I then share that with my community through yoga, meditation, sound healing. Um, So that's mostly what I do is some classes on that and spread the love and the good vibes. I love Love that. that. So when we know it's a constant journey, figuring out like what you're doing with your life and our work, what inspired you to take the path to become a teacher of yoga and healer and just kind of do what you do? For sure. So I started, I have to go back a little bit here, yeah, but um, I started, so my parents were in Western medicine, healthcare. So, you know, as a lost little puppy, I was like, I guess I'll do that. That mm-hmm. seems cool, I guess. Right. And so I always knew that I loved to serve. I just didn't know how to, I just didn't know what that looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went into healthcare and I liked it, but it got real dark real fast. And the fact of like, uh, what you're doing is not really making a difference. And it does kind of come down to, unfortunately, more money than it does mm-hmm. to the well being of the patient. 
And then it, even though like the staff, the doctors, all of us really wanted to give our all, it was just very limited with um, insurance and all these politics about us. So I knew that health was super important because I see all these sick people around me right. day in and day out. And I'm like, something needs to happen. So for myself, I kind of reflect and I'm like, okay, well, what keeps me sane and healthy? And it's freaking yoga and I love it so much. And just to connect with the body and like experience and like heal yourself through movement and stillness is wild. So um, I decided to do yoga teacher training when I was living in LA and got certified. Um, But it wasn't until I moved back to Oklahoma that I realized that like there's a niche for this like there's not really a lot of yoga teachers that do what I want to do and so and that's really just like taking it to the next level of not just making it like a superficial workout um, yeah. regimen but like yoga is deeper than that asana is just yeah. one of the limbs of the yeah. whole yoga practice yeah. so I just wanted to share that with others but not make it in a frou-frou weird way and more of like, I got to work my ass off to make the vibe. To and create a whole experience. Exactly. Because people. like, they don't know what the fuck they're yeah. doing. They're just yeah. like, when you say come into your body, what are you talking about? That's yeah. just the most bizarre shit. Mm-hmm. I hate it when people do that, but I get it. But nonetheless, I'm like, I'm not going to do <laughs> you that. You want to be guided like yeah. as much as you can yeah, on exactly. what you're trying to, you know, break down. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, if I could be a fly on the wall, like in Shavasana, if people could see me, I'm just like a weird ass person hopping around, making sure all the right <laughs> and the mood and stuff. But like, I just want it to be a space where people can come and receive whatever it is that they need, whether yeah, that's strength, yeah. whether that's releasing whatever it is my whole thing is just to create a space for that to be um attainable because I desperately yearned for that so that's kind of where I got into my creative realm with that and really what uh, I think helps me to not be burnt out on teaching yoga is that like special quality that I add so yeah that's yeah. true because you get to go a lot more different direction sure yeah. yeah I don't know I think I got really off with that question no I think no, you okay. were right yeah okay. you're spot on which <laughs> actually is a, is a perfect transition okay. into the next question I know what I'm doing over here guys you <laughs> you're, killing it. you're killing <laughs> it great so <clears throat> sound meditation and healing mm-hmm. can you tell and tell anyone listening mm-hmm. what that looks like and what it does for our mind body and spirit show so we were talking a little bit about music and just how like different songs, different words, different tunes um, and hurts to those mu- types of music resonate with people. Yeah, It makes you feel a certain type of way. Well, sound healing, super ancient practice, thousands of years old. These bowls are uh, curated and formed to specific notes that hit special parts of our body, which are known as our chakras. Um, and so different bowls, once you strum them, stroke them, whatever the vibration, the frequency, then slowly, like, uh, what is it called? Transfers or whatever. Was Transportation is not the right word, but transports. Transports. There we go. <laughs> you were You're on You were You're like, oh, no, what's the word? <laughs> so uh, the frequencies of vibrations from these bowls, once you streak, uh, stroke them or strike them, gently, like, transports and can hit certain parts of the body. And what these vibrations are supposed to do is just shake up the maybe the blockages, the stagnant energy that are in these certain parts of your chakras to release and allow you to come back into alignment. 
and it works. So, um, and it's been working for thousands of years. And I think it's such such a beautiful um, addition to add to the practice that I don't know why no one's doing it. Like, Honestly, it's just I freaking will, crazy. I'll say that when we've done um, the urban frequencies with yeah, you guys. Yeah. This last time I was more intentional about going in mm. because I knew I knew what to expect. Yeah. And so I feel like this experience was a lot more like I knew going into it that I needed it because mm-hmm. I was like very energetically drained and yeah. just kind of like meh. Mm-hmm. And then I knew I needed a recharge. And after oh, yeah. I left, I felt like I felt exhausted. Yes, which is good. But I felt recharged. Yes, and it, exactly. I, exactly what I went in there for, I had accomplished, which was yeah. cool. And, like, I feel like without the sound bowls, it would not have been the same. They're magical. Like, and yeah. it's so fun. Like, I bring them to all my classes. So there will never be a class where you don't experience, you know, 20 minutes of a sound bath. That's brand. We need to go to one of my classes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners ourselves, Saab, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. And so, like, I just, it's so funny to see people come in and they're like, oh, shit, what are we about to get into? Like, I don't want to do this or whatever, but... Uh, I can just tell you right now, I've never once heard anything negative from it. Someone always has a beautiful experience, or maybe it's nothing at all, and they just like the sounds. But, like, the bowls work. It's a crazy simple thing, but this is how life is. I think we've complicated shit so much, but, like, we are actually very simple human beings. We're made out of water. We vibrate. We give off these frequencies. We absorb these frequencies, and these bowls are just a literal medicinal tool to bring us back into alignment. That's that's so cool. Yeah, it's a cool you thing. utilize them every day for yourself. Um, <laughs> so or how this does that is, work? I'm so garbage with my own personal practices. No, I understand <laughs> that. I know, uh, man. <laughs> but I, so I do. Okay, how do I say this? I do find myself to be musically in tone intelligent when uh-huh. it comes so. Whenever I listen to music, is um, kind of how I figure out my the way I'm going to go about the strokes and, like, the, okay. the different sounds and Very stuff cool. like that. So that's, that's cool. Kinda, I go off of, like, my playlist for my yoga classes, how I ins- get inspired with mm-hmm. the movements and things like that. So I base it off of the playlist first, and then I go into how I'm going to do the sound bowls and things. But I should do it for myself, but I don't. But I definitely – I actually did uh, went to a birthday party and whipped them out. And so that's they're cool. always in my car, so they're that's always available. <laughs> I love that. Just always yeah. ready. Always, always ready for the sound healing. So. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Deanna, you're certified in the anatomy of the meditative brain. I yes, want to yes. know more for someone listening who has never intentionally meditated or is even familiar with mm-hmm. how powerful it can be. Mm-hmm. Will you kind of elaborate on that? Yeah. So, let's see here. Let's simplify it because I hate... So meditation's weird because I feel like words are weird. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It can be very, you can get lost in translation very for easily. Sure. But meditation is crucial for our sanity. So, you know, we're very primal, primitive, like primal species. At the end of the day, we're animal, homo sapien. 
Okay, so when we're in fight or flight, we think from the back of our brain over here, the primitive part. And so if we do not meditate or create that space, we are always in the back, fight or flight, reactive, super reactive, monkey mind, we can't make sound decisions. And so whenever we meditate or just pause and breathe for just literally three seconds, just fucking breathe in and breathe out, just a millisecond, it creates enough space to send those neurons to the frontal cortex where you're like, okay, I got a little pause here. I have a little bit of clarity. So just think if you could practice that five minutes a day and then just continue to add on and on, you start to shift and redirect your neurons to the frontal cortex, your pineal gland, Mm -hmm. gland, or your third eye where you can see more clearly. You're more responsive, less reactive. So it's all about, this is how intelligent we are. We're so freaking bizarrely miraculous that we can just shift our train of thought. Mm -hmm. But because of how hyperactive the world is and how distracting it is, we get so lost in everything else that we forget that we are so stressed and we're in this really anxious space. So whenever you meditate or breathe or pause, you're just gently giving yourself the gift of just like kind of recalibrating you know so yeah yeah that is good yeah that is good I feel like this might sound silly but I don't think it is just because some people don't know how to sit with themselves and like what is meditating because I feel like it looks so different for so many people so like what does that look like Mm -hmm. for you sitting like do you sit in a room? Do you close right. your eyes or your eyes? You know, right. like there's so many questions. There's I mean, so many I do. I mean, I just like to sit with my, I mean, I, I do my thing, whatever, but yeah. everyone's is so different. Mm-hmm. And I'm always so curious. And for somebody who's never meditated and yeah. can't, it's, it's uncomfortable it. to tap into. Hell yeah. And then it's also like, okay, I'm sitting here. So like, yeah. So like, what do I do now? You know? you know? And that's why I love the sound bowls. Cause that helps us like, you know, people, that are having some struggles with it, kind of the sounds bring them into that space of tranquility. But if you don't have sound bowls, the first way I learned how to meditate is through Eckhart Tolle, Stillness Speaks. And he just told me, and this is what I still practice to this day because it's fucking dope, but it's a great way to connect with nature. But he just says, pick a tree out there, pick a branch. Now narrow it down and just pick a leaf. Just focus on the leaf and just see it. Just watch it blow in the wind. Observe it. All your focus and attention's there, and that's literally it. That's meditation. It's quieting the mind just enough where you're not consumed by it, and you're just here in the present moment. So that could be watching the cloud. That could be watching someone just, you know, a car go by, and you're just watching the wheels turn. It could be it just whatever it looks like, just a pause, you know, yeah. being creative with that. Yeah. You know? It doesn't have to be just sitting there with your eyes closed because that's just maddening, um, especially when you're – in a manic or just trying to create space, like, yo, your mind's not just going to shut off just like that. It's yeah, bizarre. Right. And, it, and again, that's why, like, I hate social media sometimes because it's just these unrealistic tips that they have, like simple tics, tips and acts. It's like, you guys, this is not realistic, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Even for myself that has practiced a lot of yeah. times, I'm like, I can't freaking sit here right now. Like, I'm pissed. Like, yeah. I can't. <laughs> you know? I'm going to be more pissed just sitting here. Yeah. So, you know, like, that's when I open my eyes. I'm like, all right, fucking focus on something and just breathe. And like, okay, all I got is two minutes out of that okay that's better than none yeah and that's it and it's mm-hmm. just showing yourself grace not being hard on yourself know that it is a practice and it takes time to build and sometimes you're in your groove sometimes you're not just yeah. you know keep at it 
Got to roll with it. Great yeah. explanation. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> well said. So what do you love most about guiding people through a class? What's the most rewarding to you at the end? Mm. Most rewarding. Okay, so what I notice with a lot of students is, like, you can definitely see in their eyes or their body language their maybe lack of confidence or their lack of worthiness when it comes to their practice. So you see everyone is always at the back of the room. No one wants to be up front. And so my main goal is, like, I hate it in L.A. when I go to the yoga studios and Bish, it makes you so insecure. Like, it's like... You can imagine. It's like, <laughs> intense. It's, it's intense. And it's yeah. like, okay, I feel out of place here. Yeah. And I was like, I'll be damned if my classes make anyone feel that way. Yeah. It's going to be a very welcoming space. And so I try to make it so there are variations for everyone. And I'm going to cover them, okay? And every single one of them are fucking sick. Listen to your body and do just that. Yeah. There's so much empowerment in that. Like, actually listening to your body and being like, you know what? I can't do that, but I can do this. I can support myself. And my main goal is just to acknowledge those things in those students when they're doing it and just validating that they're doing the right thing and that encourages them. And at the end, they just feel stronger, as they should, more connected to themselves. And that's where the love spreads. Yeah, that's what's important. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So with, I know that we all can get in creative ruts mm-hmm. and it's easy to feel overwhelmed oh, yeah. and lost with no direction. What is something that you do to help yourself whenever you feel like you're being consumed by life mm-hmm. with stress? Oh yeah, man, that's a good one. Cause I feel like I do it like every other week, literally. Yeah, I understand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Welcome to my world here. Like, yeah, I, so... Man, the main thing that I try to remember, and this comes from lots of therapy too, is like just giving myself fucking grace, okay? Jeez Louise. Like we are human. We're coming in waves. We're in nature. There's seasons to everything. And, uh, you know, sometimes we need to rest and like show like grace towards ourselves, And like that's where the building of knowing ourselves. So for me personally, when I'm in these ruts, I can catch myself being irritable and I think I've worked on it enough and I've been alone enough to like hold the space that I need. So let's just say I'm suffering with a creative block. Um, What I do is try to think of ways like nature always inspires me, but I just try to think of ways to show grace towards myself. So, um, and it just depends. Some days it means like, it looks like making me some ginger tea and smoking a J and just chilling out. Other days it's like, all right, let me get outside and like see people or whatever, or who's a friend that's super inspiring to me. Maybe we can just chat it up or I can yeah. have someone to vent. And then that just flushes you out. Yeah. And then those creative like flows can come back in. Just think of ways where you can flush out your system, whether that's sleeping, whether that's, I don't know, just Whatever it is, that's mm. where you get to get creative. That's where you get to understand yourself more and hold space for yourself. And there's a lot of power there. there so yeah. in those days advice. where you're suffering, they're not really suffering. That's your body just saying, bitch, we need a break real fast. And yeah. like, let's do that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like my body's telling me that currently. Yeah. Well, also like taking your advice. Chinese medicine. I mean, yeah. let me just sprinkle it in here real fast for anyone listening. Yeah. We have yin and yang seasons. Right now we're in this autumn shift, okay? Summer was high energy. Just like freaking, you know, okay, so we're predators at the end of the day, humans. You don't see lions and tigers and bears getting after it day in, day out, whatever. They have their seasons. They're going to rest a shit ton and then attack when they need to. We are the same, and, like, we are not different. So in the winter times, 
in the autumn season, we are meant to be more low energy yeah. and come more recluse and take care of ourselves and flush out what we don't need so then that we're lighter and ready and inspired come springtime. Mm-hmm. So, yo, you're exactly where you need to be. Yeah, you're And right. just know that, like, your body is in tune with nature and just hold space for yourself. Yeah. Rest. Take it easy. Thanks, sis. Important things to remember. <laughs> go, go. Just remember yeah. that, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So where do, you, where do you see yourself, like, Obviously, your life can go so many ways, but mm-hmm. what do you hope to create and build for yourself with all these practices that you've, you know, sure. are doing now? So this going to be a little weird, but I definitely like the goal. I don't care or know where I'll be, but I do know down. I just want to be like those little creepy little medicine ladies in your neighborhood. Yeah, you have like the sick ass, like it's in the woods. You know, you just have a fun ass time, and I'm there with my herbs. My healing shit. You just come to like get what you need. You know, yeah. I just want to. I just want to be your neighborhood medicine lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. So yeah. I don't. I don't really know what that looks like, and I'm not gonna like put myself in a box of what mm-hmm. I want that to look at, look like. I know that like I trust in the universe, and it's yes. gonna be beyond what I can imagine. But as long as I lead with love and not through fear, um, we're good. Yeah. 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 It'll be where you're supposed to be. Exactly. (laughs) So, Deanna, what is something encouraging that you'd like to pass along that you feel like everyone listening should know? Mm. Okay, give me a second. Think about this. Like I have so many things. (laughs) You sound like like the Grinch. I know. I was thinking (laughs) the Grinch is like my favorite Christmas movie ever. Is a wise bitch. But him himself, the character of the Grinch, he's it's so fascinating, and I low key just wish he was real. Oh my god, like Like a real life like that. It's just, I know. Love it. Like we could just go up into the mountain and like <laughs> yeah. go yeah. up to the Grinch's door. Maybe a little shoot too. Like. I know. <laughs> okay. okay. What was the question? <laughs> so words of advice. So, so yes. What's something encouraging that you'd like to mm-hmm. pass along that you feel like everyone listening should know? Um, no more leading with fear. It's not serving you. It's not serving anyone else. Um, and just explore what it would be like to just lead more with love and leading more love towards yourself, showing grace and love towards yourself in the moments where you make a mistake, but also your your community too. When they make mistakes, just holding space and giving them love too because I feel like more than ever we need that mm-hmm. to kind of shift into a better space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone just show grace towards each other. Oh my God. Yeah, it's a simple thing to say. Right? You know, I I tell people all the time. I'm like, just think about it. There's so much more energy, and I'm all about preserving my energy here. Um, And being an asshole and just being like a petty bitch, then just not. Yeah, Yeah. you know, like you're real. uh, (laughs) You can put that energy into something you want to do instead of just being an asshole. You know, and Mm -hmm. like that, just doing that little minor thing. And everyone knows that it takes yeah. so much more mm. angry energy to My being gosh. an asshole than it does yeah. to just and all it does kill is piss kindness. you off more that you're angry at this stupid yeah. situation. So, you know, let's save the wrinkles. Let's save the high blood pressure and just chill out, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. some great, great advice. advice. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm going to rage after this. <laughs> Oh, I love you. Oh, you're so funny. Uh, so we like to ask everyone this question, but what's the stigma surrounding cannabis that you would like to see changed? Oh, that we're lazy. That's always a thing. That, like, I feel like that's always 
been something I've been surrounded with. Like if you do weed or if you do the ganja, you're you're not going far mm-hmm. in your life or you're just blah. And I have met um, shit. Everyone in my life that smokes the devil's lettuce is fucking sick and they're entrepreneurs and they're doing the damn thing. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's great yeah, medicine. That's good. Yes. You answered that one fast. You knew. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you I knew. knew. I get it. So I'm like, <laughs> I am not lazy. <laughs> I am resting. That is productive. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so where can people find your services if they are interested in connecting with you? Hmm, okay, so I teach at This Land Yoga on Wednesdays and Saturdays, so you can catch me there. In Oklahoma City. In Oklahoma City, Central. And then I also teach at Studio and Western on Fridays. Otherwise, um, you can catch me wherever, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> but I also, forever. like, my business partner slash BFF, Bailey Bruce, and I. Um, we love Bailey. We love so Bailey. Dope. She is so freaking cool. I love her. Um, but we have a business together called Origins of Spirit. So if you ever want private sound healing or yeah. reggae experiences hit us an up integrative on. session exactly yeah. we yeah. will hook you up awesome yeah. awesome, awesome. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much <laughs> yeah, for being here with us today being present you're such a joy <laughs> i appreciate such that. That good so energy <laughs> yes thank you for sharing just like different parts of you yeah. and like your perspective yes. i appreciate you yeah, those were that. great questions so hey easy to answer yes (laughs) stay tuned for next week's episode and as always brand stay medicated Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.